Hey, what's up, everyone? It's another episode of Draw and Talk. It's your boy, Tyler. Real quick, hit the subscribe button if you want more episodes, if you want to keep in contact with me and whatnot, if you, or if you just want to, like, talk about the show with me in the comments. Just, I want you to subscribe. That'd be really cool. Show some support. But today, we have a really awesome guest. His name is Robert Livingston. He's 25 years old, and he created the comic book uh, Tom and Artie, which I reviewed. I love it. Um, it's, it was a freaking awesome comic book. It was so unique, which is what our topic is today is creating unique ideas in the comic book world. Um, but before we start, go look, click on the, uh, click down below and you'll see the link to his GoFundMe page. Um, show some support and some love so we can make this comic book made, um, for Tom and Artie. So Robert, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, everyone, click down the link below t- uh, to the GoFundMe page so we can make Tom and Artie happen. But uh, what, like I said previously, and I've told you, Tom and Artie, like I loved the comic book, and we're not here to talk about it per se, but I could talk about it all day how much I loved it. It's so unique. That's yeah. why I loved it. Yeah, I've, I've heard that from I've heard that from a few people before. A few, few people I've shown it to that have read it. How did you get so like? How do you get such like an idea? Because I mean, we've we're both on comic book forums, forums on like Facebook, and what I see is a lot of people just wanting to make superheroes. superheroes. Yeah, yeah, I know what <laughs> I know what you mean. I've I I pointed that out to a few few of my friends that were in those groups. Is that like for every almost every idea you see pop up is always something superhero related. And you know, I don't I don't want to stifle people's creativity on what they do. But at a certain point, I just start thinking, you know, there's got there's got to be something else, man. There's yeah, be I mean, else. there's so many like, what power should my uh, should my superhero have? Look at my superhero. Look at the universe that I've created, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I've got I've got Tom and Artie. Which, by the way, what is Artie? Artie is I, I. You're not the first person that's actually asked this question. I'll let you know. Okay, <laughs> is he an Animaniac? Okay. All right, Artie <laughs> is basically what you would probably think. He is, but if you want, like, the real down low, what Artie is, uh-huh. like, if you want me to actually give some background what Artie, you know, comes from, Artie is actually a combination of a cat and a rabbit. His his mother is a cat, and his father is a rabbit. <laughs> okay, sweet. That's awesome. Do you know what's funny? Those are my two favorite yeah. animals of all time. So. Hey, hey, well, there you go right there. Um, But, yeah, and, and Tom's a unicorn. And he's a bad A like muscle unicorn <laughs> who can stand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom comes from a uh, his home world is basically it's basically a very cutesy Candyland type dimension. Except everyone in there just fights every few months. It's just like what if you mix Candyland with the Vietnam War? Is how it was. <laughs> and how many how many dimensions are there? Do you, do there you have them all written out? not a set amount. I've got most of – I got some written out, but most of them is, is not a set amount. It's just like whatever number I feel like putting in at the time. I didn't, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't want to go past around 1,000. I didn't want to go past 1,000. Uh-huh. So everything most likely is going to stay under 1,000, but I'm going to have to start writing a lot of the dimensions down so I don't forget which was used. Yeah, you don't want to like used. mix them up. Yeah, exactly. Because I've almost had that happen a few times when I was like writing things out on, on different scripts. Yeah. So with so in a in a, in the independent comic book world where we see just a lot of people wanting to kind of emulate what Marvel and DC are doing with their movies and their comics, creating a universe, creating just a crap ton of superheroes. 
Tom and Artie is super unique, and you have a super unique. Um, you created something so unique. Um, how did how did you get this idea? And maybe how can maybe we can talk about how people can start getting unique ideas because that's what really makes a comic book stand out. At least in my opinion, that's why I like Tom well, and Artie so much. Well, to be on to be completely honest, Tom and Artie in the first idea were not actually going to be the the protagonists. They were going to be the antagonists. Oh man. In the first idea I had, it was actually called uh, – this was like maybe five years ago when I first had this idea. It was called uh, D-Jump, and it was originally going to star – the idea was semi still the same. Like the things that stayed between it was the dimension jumping and the duo best friend things. But the original protagonists were going to be two like insectoid creatures. And they were not mercenaries. They were more or less scavengers slash thieves. Mm-hmm. But – when I eventually put Tom and Artie in, I, they were going to be one-time villains as, like, antagonists. I started realizing that I like writing these guys more. I like the idea behind these guys, like, a lot more than the than the original ones. So I just, I just changed things around. I made them the protagonists. Instead, I changed some aspects of their personality. And when I first started showing it to people, I got, like, a positive response from, from others. But when you say about when you want to have something be unique in the comic industry, uh, let me think about that for a second. The main thing I would say with that is that, look, there's nothing wrong with uh, – all right, the main thing I would say is that you have to read – you have to read comics. You have to actually read comics. There was a lot of times that I've run into people, and you know they want to get started on comics. They want to do comics. They want to write comics. and But the main thing is, is that they don't read comics. They'll fly out told me they have not read a comic. What? I uh, trust me. I've had this happen a few times where I've talked to people and, you know, they haven't really read something that, you know, they can go through because, you know, it's always the same thing that they think that comics are just Marvel and DC. But when mm-hmm. you tell them that there's more than that, they're just like, what? Yeah. And I would say that, look, the main thing that's going to happen is that when you're doing if you're going to do a superhero property, which is the main thing that you're going to see. You're going to be compared to almost everything that's out there, honestly. There's many times that people have tried to explain to me their new superhero idea, and all I could think of is that, yeah, I read that in, like, another – not even a DC or Marvel comic. I read that in, like, an indie comic before. Mm-hmm. I read that in a, in a story from the 90s. It's just, like, superheroes with zombies, superheroes but realistic – superheroes but toned down it's just like i keep thinking look almost all of them have been done but that shouldn't be that you stop doing it because it's been done because you know it's the execution that matters not the not the main way you could sum it up because you know a lot of ideas could be summed up that could be copies from anything else a lot of things were already done but i would also say that um like i would go back to the original point of you just have to read more comics get more in-depth looks at how stories were taken up study how characterizations were done or just look at how designs were done i mean when it came to tom minari one of the main inspirations that came for that was from sam and max and scud i mostly i mostly got into sam and max from the from the cartoon and i'm still reading bits and pieces of the comic and, and playing some of the games but a lot of the inspiration that came in was when i took one summer to read scud disposable assassin and I just remember because I, I'm a kind of guy that I like to go to comic book shops and I'll buy like, you know, at least a 50, like an entire 
volume or an omnibus of a, of a comic. Mm-hmm. And I love I love traveling to like different places in the city on a nice sunny day, and I'm on the train, and I'll just pop out a comic, and I'll I'll start reading the comic because you know when you live in New York City, you got to deal with the subway system. If your if your trip is gonna be an hour, you know it's gonna suddenly turn to two hours because of how our subway system. Yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, it's in like going back uh, with what you said, uh, superheroes. That you know a lot of them have been done. I mean, most premises like most comic book stories in like basically have they've all been done basically but it's your unique twist i mean two mercenaries who need to do jobs that's 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 been done by so many comics movies tv shows but then you put your twist oh yeah well my mercenaries one of them's a buff a ripped up buffed unicorn and the other one's half cat half rabbit and there's a bunch of dimensions with unique worlds um take that take that comic book ideas and that is so that's so unique, and I, I agree. People need to start reading comic books. I think there's a lot of problems with indie creators where they get they they maybe put they decide, okay, I've got this money I could use to pay an artist, and instead they go that route. They use their money to make a comic book, and they stop reading comic books. And you need to keep reading comic books because you need to keep continue to learn and refresh your ideas. Um, and I like also you said like. You know, going out, reading, um, taking a walk, going outside. I mean, just seeing the everyday interactions with people, you're going to get unique ideas. Whereas if you just, you know, keep watching the Marvel movies and you're like, well, I've got an idea. It's not going to be unique. Well, yeah, that's because you sometimes you sometimes I take inspirations from things you see around you and things that you've experienced as well. Now, that's not like a huge reflection of, as I've done in Tom and Artie, because at the same time, I will make the situations all wacky and all that stuff. But I try to keep it from a, a way that's going with that. It's getting way too random. That's just things are popping up for no reason. And I mean, I was never a huge fan of just things pop up for no reason. They just got to deal with that. And because I also wanted to have a good dynamic between Tom and Artie as the comic was going on, as in the dynamic between them is actually a whole is a wholesome one is that you get the feeling that they're best friends because I did not want to do a dynamic where it was the, the obvious straight man and the wild card and it's obvious that the straight man does not like the wild card mm-hmm. but they're stuck together no they they choose they choose to be together they choose to work together even with so much that Artie's like you know wild card cartoon antics would actually bounce off more of tom's like tom's situation i mean if you want me to give a little spoiler there is actually a scene i was writing for issue two if you want me to like yeah, kind of say it right now, well, let's say, well, let's say it. this is gonna right. benefit people. I need, we need, they need to know. <laughs> All right, there was a, there was a scene that there was a scene that was writing for issue two where basically Tom and Artie are facing up against a very buffed up monster. That's all I'm gonna say right there. And during the situation, all their weapons are just not really doing all that much to damage the monster's hides. And Artie tells Tom, "All right, I got an idea. I'm gonna need you to distract the creature. Just read from this and hands him a small book." Tom opens up the book while Artie runs around the corner. Tom starts reading these different lines off to the creature, and the creature is advancing slowly, but kind of confused at the fact of what he's saying and why is he suddenly stopped. Now, halfway through Tom reading these lines up, he he realizes that in the fourth line he's reading that something is off, and Artie is snickering around the corner. 
So he looks at the cover of the book, and on the cover of the book it says, Things I've Always Wanted Tom to Say. And Tom, <laughs> imme- Tom immediately just grumbles and throws the book at the creature when Artie shouts that he's ready, runs around the corner. The creature follows him around the corner, and then it turns out that Artie had set up a large howitzer gun around the corner, which he then proceeds to fire and knocks the beast through two walls. So where did you get so with a sequence like that where did you where do you get where do you come up with an idea to do something like that Mostly from old school old school cartoons because you always would have them in situations where you know like let's say an enemy if you think about from an older cartoon from like Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse, Oswald they will always be that kind of situation where they're gonna you know, they're going to think the character is in, like, a box. And they open up the box, and it turns out the character isn't there, but there's a bomb there instead. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the dynamic with Artie. And, and, like, go ahead. And, well, I'm just saying, like, and you that's, that's just another... And you had to watch that. You had to actually, like, take the time to study and research and to watch these cartoons to get to that moment of, like, you know what? How can I incorporate this into my book? Well, yeah, of course. That's what people need to do as well, is that when people read a comic or see one of the movies, is that you shouldn't just be looking at, oh, man, this character looks so cool with their armor. They look so cool with their powers. You should start. You should also look at how do the characters interact with others? What are their exact personalities? How do they bounce off of other people? Do they come across as very humble? Do they come across as antisocial? Do they come across as very boasting? Because you would see people would, you know, there's a lot of people that were inspired from the MCU movies or even the DCEU movies on how they wanted to write the characters. But when they actually start writing the characters, they realize that, yeah, I had a cool power plan for them. I had a really cool costume plan for them. But the characterizations are really just bland and kind of just copy and pasted from what they saw in the movie. Yeah, you know, um, with you know, I you know, I posted on ICC. Let me review your comic book. Um, yours was like one of the first ones I read, um, and I, I you know I've been reading a lot of them, and it's it's kind of like what you said. You know, I see a really cool character. They look cool. Their powers are cool. Their outfits cool. And then when it comes to the characterization, there's nothing there to like, yeah, to drive the story, to drive me to even care about this book. I'm just like, I don't, there's no, I think, I think the big reason why people, the big reason why people like read books. And I also think the big reason why people, you know, are so invested in the MCU isn't necessarily the, the big, the big overarching story. I mean, that is, that is like one aspect, but it's the emotional like tie that they have with, with the characters. And if you don't have that emotional tie with the characters and the readers, there's no point in me wanting to continue to read. I mean, yeah. by the end of the book, by the end of Tom and Artie, I was like, oh man, I, like Tom and Artie are friends. They're my friends. They're, I want to hang out with them because there was that, there was that emotional tie that was given to the reader. And I see that with a bunch of other com- like good comic books. You know, the character story is the most important part. And what happens after what happens in the background is just extra. In my Well, opinion. yeah, of course. I mean, that was also why I think with love indie like comic books is that they want to tell the origin story with the mm. character that they're doing. But then halfway through when they're doing it, they kind of realize that the origin story wasn't really all that compelling to go along with it. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like when I – 
I've written superheroes before. It was a small thing I did before. It was a small private thing I did before when I wrote superheroes. And I did not like writing origin stories, to be totally honest. I, I hated writing origin stories in the comics themselves. Because I was just like, this just feels kind of mundane to me. Because I just kind of want to get right in the middle of the character. Because there's a lot of origin stories that have been done tooth and nail like you know it's been done it's been done it's been done let's just get to the meat let's just start with the meat of the story right here mm-hmm. let's start let's start with our character already in the situation let's start with our character already established already fighting crime because it's just like when i see the origin story come up it, it always follows like a same pattern like you know the accident like you know the, we <laughs> get the introduction that has the there that establishes their relationship with other people who are the supporting cast usually their family like a mom and a dad and or like a sibling or you know uh, maybe a spouse maybe a wife uh, a girlfriend a boyfriend something like that and then you know we go to their job and then you know something happens and they get their powers and they're all confused at the start and then they try to hide their powers and they're just like oh man i could actually do superhero stuff with this let me go out and fight crime and it, it just that's where the story actually starts i feel like it it should just start at the hero moment like the power acquisition or even if you want to have those origin story parts you could have it told in flashbacks and all. it's just that a lot of indie superhero stories i see is that they there's a lot of memorable one memorable ones i've read that just goes right into it but a lot of the ones i can't remember they waste like maybe two or three issues on the on the origin story and it winds up not even mattering in the end and it's boring, and I feel bad that they spent all that money paying an artist for this bland piece yeah, of work. Yeah, yeah, that's exact. I mean, I don't want to call the people's work bland because, like I said, I never want to. I never want to hawk people's work. I never want to say that other people that you shouldn't do what you want to do. No, but yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I mean, like I said, if people want to write superheroes. All right, let them write superheroes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain. If someone's gonna write want to write another superhero story. More power. More power to them for that. I mean, that's the first start with a lot of people. Yeah, but I I do yeah I feel the same way like make your comic um but just know that like I like I don't know I've I want to know your opinion what would you have been fine if because I because you sent me that your review if uh your comic to review what if I had given it a bad a bad review would that have been like hurt you like what would have like because I've given a lot of those comics that I've reviewed bad reviews yeah I mean honestly I would have it would have hurt but. I would have just taken this as a let me listen to what he says and let me see what he didn't like about it mm-hmm. and see if I can and see if I can improve off of that because I mean when I was at C when I was at C two E two in like the past uh, past month in April I actually gave out a lot of the C two E two editions to a lot of other like comic creators that were there mm-hmm. on Friday. I gave out like a lot of free copies. People like, you know, I go over to their booth, I talk them up a little bit, and I hand them my comic. I say, hey, you know, here's my thing. If you want to read through it, you know, just like, just let me know what you think. I gave them that mostly that on Friday, and I came back on Sunday to a lot of people, and I was just asking, what did you think of it? Because I figured giving them it on Friday, they'd be more likely to possibly read it either Friday night, Saturday night, or just in their downtime. Because, mm-hmm. you know, hey, free, free comic. And when I was going to people and I was asking some people what they think of it, I had a lot of people telling me that, yeah, I liked it. I really thought it was good. I liked the dynamic. But in my mind, I was kind of just thinking – I would immediately kind of just – I'm not sure if this was wrong to this, but I would immediately follow up with a – is there anything you didn't you didn't like about it? Is no, that's, there a, that's a great that question. That's a great question to ask. Yeah, because – I started asking, 
did you feel like, did you feel some of the writing was dry? Did you feel some of the characterizations were poor? Did anything confuse you? Because as soon as I get the, oh, I liked it, I usually follow up with the, what didn't you like about it? Is there anything you didn't like about it? Because there's got to be something you didn't like about it. Like with the characterizations kind of messed up. I had, I did not get a lot of people tell, tell me that they felt something was wrong, but I'm always, I'm kind of a, perfect, a perfectionist. So I'll always go in and start asking, what didn't you think was wrong? What did you think was not right? Is there anything you would want to change? Anything that confused you? Mm-hmm. Because when I, when I write, I'll be honest, like a lot of my first drafts in writing, the dialogue is like very dry. So I usually have to go through dialogue like, three times before i actually get a line i think sounds just right Mm -hmm. no yeah i feel you and there's you know and there's nothing wrong with hearing a bad review of your comic i do the same thing like was there something wrong with it what would you change and that's just good it's good to get a it's good to like get a bunch of those because then you can refine your skills i mean it doesn't mean you have to change your idea or your vision but you can see where maybe you could improve on in your comic book making well, yeah, it's just because a lot of people they take their they take criticism very personally. Like they feel like it's a personal attack against them when you say you don't really like don't really like their comic. And no, no, it's not it's not always like that. You could be just fine. Like I said, I got rejections from people when it came when I started sending out the publisher. When I started sending Tominari out to publishers, I got like rejection letters, and some of them would have been just straightforward that yeah, it wouldn't be a good fit. Some of them were just like, uh, we just don't think this fit this works for us. And how I mean, yeah, it hurt to get them, but I was still just reply with a okay, you know, that's that's okay, you know, maybe next time. Thank you for the reply anyway. I'm glad you at least sent me a, re- a reply to at least know about that. But I just took it in stride. I didn't get mad about it. I didn't get upset. It did hurt a little bit, but you can't always get upset about these things. And also, I didn't take the Twitter and start bad-mouthing these people. No, that's another thing you got to get put in. Everyone always remember, social media, when you're in the comic industry, spreads, it, it, it spreads very fast. A lot, a lot more people are connected than you think. Your your artist, your writer is probably going to know someone or be connected with someone or someone friend requested them that is in a higher position. And if they see your tweet bad or your post bad mouthing someone, good luck. Good luck after that. <laughs> no, it's true. All right, everyone. We're going to conclude this portion of the, the podcast. We're going to do a part two. Um, so stick around. And the best way to stick around is to hit the subscribe button like the video and uh give us some com hit us up in the comment section how do you create a unique comic how do you come up with a cool unique idea also click down below go to the gofundme for tom and Artie. um robert thanks for being on the show yeah no problem man